It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how the Packers fall to the Oakland Raiders 22-21, but that is not the main story. It is not even one of maybe the top five or ten stories to come out of what we saw Thursday night, and not the least of which was the playing conditions and the fact that the Packers held out uh, basically half their team, more than half, really 30-plus members of the Packers were simply no dress for the game because of the field conditions. The Raiders held out their starters, so the Packers said, okay, we're going to hold out ours too because you're not going to learn anything. If Oakland doesn't play their starters, you're not going to play your guys and risk injury against their second and third teamers who are trying to make the team because you know, maybe your first team, there is an unspoken relationship between NFL players, and that is in the preseason, you don't go 100% if you're a starter. That's, that is the truth, and it's the reality. Okay, so that's just is what it is. But if you're a second or a third team player, that unspoken truth is not a thing. Those unwritten rules are not a thing. You might try and go after Aaron Rodgers and get a big hit because you want to make the team. You might go after Devontae Adams and make a big hit because you want to make the team. You might go after Aaron Jones and make a big hit because you want to make the team. It's not worth putting your players at risk. We're going to talk about this a little bit later. For the Packers, they did suffer some injuries, and that is going to be the biggest takeaway from this game. Uh, Curtis Bolton, who we spent time dissecting and, and going into his history. We had Chris Plank come on the show to talk about Curtis Bolton. He was on track to be the team starting inside linebacker with Oren Burks out with his own injury. He leaves the game, uh, and we see him again with crutches and a knee brace on. Not ideal. This after Blake Martinez didn't even make the trip to Canada because he's dealing with something. Now, Martinez is expected to be available for week one. No, no real issues with that one. He'll be fine, and the Packers will be fine with him there. Equinemius St. Brown, who... I think has been one of those players that has been really difficult to get a beat on in this preseason because he's been a ghost in preseason games. This game was no exception. Had uh, what was a would-be touchdown that he dropped. You know, the quarterback made a nice play, but he would tell you that that is a play he should make. I don't think it's officially a drop, but he should have made that catch. 
Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers is talking about how good he's been and that he's a lock to make this team. Well, he goes down, uh, walks off the field, uh, not able to put any weight on his left leg, and then leaves the locker room in crutches and a boot. Looks like an ankle injury and looks to be a significant ankle injury. Now, if he goes on IR, this is going to have broad-reaching implications for the way the Packers shape their roster because this was a game that Trevor Davis shined in. I mean, shined in. And Darius Shepard continued his strong play. So when the Packers looked at their roster and said, we probably have seven guys who can make this team, well, now it's six. And six is a workable number. You have Devontae Adams, Allison, and MVS. Those guys are locks. Jake Kumaro, probably also a lock. Okay, that's four. Now you add in Trevor Davis, that's five. And Darius Shepard, that's six. Alan Lazard, mm, I think I think given the other players on this team, is Alan Lazard really that different from, say, Geronimo Allison? I don't think so. A little bit bigger, but not better, and not projected to be anything you know, more effective as a player. I think when you have different kinds of skill sets, that makes your your offense better. It makes your receiver room deeper. So six, when you could have kept seven with EQ, they don't they don't have to do that now. Now it looks like he's headed to IR. I don't like to speculate on on injuries, but when we are two weeks away from opening day and you're you're in a walking boot and crutches, chances are you're not going to be there for opening day. This this inside linebacker injury is a big deal because right now, even if we assume Blake Martinez is there, they have Ty Summers, who, you know, was was good, had to play the whole game because they didn't have anyone else. You have Crawford, who's not ready to be a linebacker, uh, not, a, not a, someone who has to take significant snaps anyway. And, you know, that that's, leaves a hole in your defense. Okay, so you have James Crawford there, special teams player, who trying to learn how to be a full-time defensive player. Not there yet. Brady Shelton, who I, I thought was the victim of a terrible penalty. He got called for lowering his helmet on a play where he did not lower his helmet, uh, actually kept his head up in a very textbook kind of way. But because it was a vicious hit, got called for a penalty. I guess, as Ryan Wood said on Twitter, this is just the way of the world in 2019. I I think it's ridiculous. But that means Oren Burks is hurt. uh, Curtis Bolton is hurt. So that leaves Martinez, Crawford, and Shelton with Summers. That's it. That's it. And Brady Shelton is not going to make this 53-man roster. So... I suggested Mason Foster, who was cut, uh, you know, about a month and a half ago by Washington. There is the connection to the Packers' new linebackers coach, who who coached Mason Foster in Washington. Foster is more athletic than Antonio Morrison, who the Packers dealt for last year, and who they ended up playing significant snaps. Now we were told Oren Burke's injury is not long term, so if he can come back week four, week five. Having someone like Morrison to play base snaps for a couple weeks, not the end of the world, especially against a team like Chicago, against a team like Minnesota, a team like Denver, who doesn't have, you know, really the kinds of players who can make you pay for playing someone like Foster. I think you're going to see a lot of nickel and dime personnel anyway. You're going to see Raven Green on the field. 
You're going to see Josh Jackson a bunch on the field. Josh Jackson, by the way, who we're not going to talk about really today, but who had his first preseason game since coming back from that foot injury and was outstanding. Outstanding. Had a pair of PBUs and, and probably could have had another one. Uh, to, given all of the rust that you would have expected to be associated with his game after not playing, uh, he was really good. And that's what you need to see. Teams again decided not to throw on Tony Brown, and Jair Alexander was not playing in this game. Tremont Williams was not playing in this game. And Kevin King's still out with that hamstring injury. So Green Bay has to feel really good. Kadar Holman also kept out of this game. So they have to feel like they go a legit six deep at corner. So if that's the case, then you feel good about saying, okay, uh, the Packers are going to play with three safeties and not worry about who's playing next to Blake Martinez. Raven Green can play linebacker. That said, you still would like to have someone, you know, the Minnesota Vikings, for example, it sounds like they're going to run a lot. Okay, they're going to play a lot of two tight end sets and they're going to run a lot. You'd like to have someone on the field who can handle that. Mason Foster can do that. Denver, similar situation. You want to have someone on the field who can handle that. That's why the name Mason Foster comes up and you have a connection to the coaching staff. That's something that I think has to be taken into account and it's something that I think will be taken into account. Rashawn Gary also left the game. He actually left the game twice and came back. Uh, it's one of those things that, you know, you don't you don't know how much the turf caused it uh this was a, a situation the second injury was one where he got his head bent in a weird direction his, his management team tweeted out that he is fine and and hopefully he is that's what you need you need you need as many of these guys who came out of the game to end up being okay when the injuries hit i mean it, it just is what it is you you need to be protected against injuries so none of these guys who, who matter really are going to play next week. Rashawn Gary's not going to play next week. Savage, Amos, Jair, Adams, Rogers, Jones, Bakhtiari, Bulag, they're not going to play. So, you know, it, it, this was, this was it. This was the final test. And, and it, it is unfortunate because Aaron Rodgers said on the broadcast that the Packers starters were going to play. He was going to play the field conditions ultimately undermine his ability to play and that sucks it sucks but it's the reality of the situation and that just you know there, there's nothing you can do it, it is not up to them to control the field conditions it just has to be what it is and and the Packers had to do what they thought was best and they did so you're not going to get a final tune-up from Aaron Rodgers you're not going to get the opportunity to see Zadarius Smith and Darnell Savage and some of these guys that you wanted to see because of the field conditions. That's a bummer, but the reality is you need to protect your players. And if you're able to come out with just two guys who seem to have, you know, potentially long-term injuries um, of the whole preseason of, of guys who matter, you're kind of getting off light, if we're being honest. I mean, I don't want to downplay the fact that that Equinemius St. Brown is going to be hurt and, and potentially has a serious ankle injury. And Curtis Bolton potentially has a serious knee injury. I don't want to downplay that because that sucks for those guys. But for the Packers, 
you know, that's your wide receiver f- five who's hurt and your inside linebacker three, not the biggest losses, especially relative to the guys who have been hurt for the Packers the last few years. This is something that, you know, you have to just chalk up. If you're going to have injuries, these are the guys that that you can afford to have injured. Before we move on, I want to talk to you for a second about one of my favorite places to gamble online. It's a new season. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders, sort of. Le'Veon Bell is on the Jets. Odell Beckham is on Cleveland. The one thing that hasn't changed is where I'm putting my money down on all the games. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and all it costs is $100 to enter. All you have to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. I would only recommend MyBookie in terms of online betting sites. That's why MyBookie is always the right play. You bet, you win, and they pay up to $1,000 first deposit bonus, and you can double your first deposit with the promo code locked on to activate that offer. Go to MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on when creating your account to claim your bonus. Bet, win, get paid. The reopening is right around the corner and there's a chance that no one has seen your balls in months. Don't ruin your first post-quarantine date with a ball fro. Would you show up on the first day of school without a haircut? Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Do you really want the next person to see your down there hair to think you weren't expecting anyone to see it? No one wants that. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced while preparing yourself for post quarantine life. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, water resistant, cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, the perfect one to punch to keep your one to punch fresh all day long. Subscribers to the Peak Hygiene Plan get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer stays fresh and clean so you can too. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, so treat yourself for making it through quarantine with the Lawnmower 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the promo code locked on. So let's talk about the players who excelled on Thursday night such as they were. The one that I I think is going to jump off the page to fans is going to be Tim Boyle. He finishes 16, 25, 191 yards, two touchdowns, a 113 QB rating. Now, he really struggled to open the game. And by the way, those snaps count too because they were also against second and third string players. The Raiders didn't play their guys either. So I don't don't want you to, to see what he did and say, Oh, well, it's the same as what Deshaun Kaiser did last week. 
No, Deshaun Kaiser played against legitimate Baltimore Ravens starters, one of the three to five best defenses in football. Tim Boyle was playing second and third string guys on a bad defense. All right, that has to be in perspective. Now, that said, over the course of the preseason, he has played well. And I think you can say, if we're just looking on on-field performance, he's outplayed Deshaun Kaiser. Do I think he's a better option than Deshaun Kaiser? No, I still don't think that that's the case. We've talked about it. We've also talked about how I just don't care. I really just don't care about the backup quarterback situation. Now, I know a lot of you do, and that's great for you, uh, but I don't. I don't. So my, my guess, okay, my read on all of this is Deshaun Kaiser has not excelled. He has not clearly established himself as QB2. And Tim Boyle, after a nice little performance in the second preseason game, not anything special, but a nice little performance, has his best week of practice ever and earns this opportunity to play. And he plays pretty well, okay? Uh Gets good production. Gets gets good production from his receivers. Darius Shepard makes a great over-the-shoulder diving catch to make a play for him. He had some receivers make a play for him, and that's that's great. And he had the offensive line block well for him, and that's great. My read on all of this, though, is that Green Bay is not sold on either of them as the number two for sure. So they said, "Okay, Tim, you're going to take some snaps, and we're going to give you the opportunity to go earn this job." Or at least to go compete for it. He played well. He did. He played well. Deshaun Kaiser comes in. Offense struggles early. Takes a couple sacks. Not all of them are on him. Uh, Offensive line had their own issues. You're talking about third and fourth string offensive linemen. Not ideal. And then his two best throws. You know, one is dropped by Alan Lazard for a first down that would have sealed the game. They win this game if Alan Lazard makes that play. He had another play called back on a hold. A beautiful throw to the sidelines to Darius Shepard. Doesn't count. I did a whole thread on Deshaun Kaiser in week 17 last year uh, and pointed out how often he made good throws and how many were dropped and how many times that, that plays ended incomplete on ridiculous, terrible play designs and calls. So... Great. I don't I don't think we're any closer today in determining who the second quarterback is is going to be on this team. And more to the point, I think, the Packers gave up assets to get Deshaun Kaiser. He is a former second round pick. He went to a blue blood program and is very talented. Regardless of what Andy Herman will tell you, he is very talented. What's up, Andy? I know you're listening. And <laughs> And look, uh, if Tim Boyle is the best quarterback, the second best quarterback on the roster, what do you do with Deshaun Kaiser? I don't think Green Bay would just cut him because there are going to be other teams who have backup quarterback problems of their own. I was just talking to the host of, of Locked on Vikings. They're having these same sorts of issues. And the Lions do not have a reasonable backup quarterback. There are a lot of teams who do not have a reasonable backup quarterback. So if the Packers decide Deshaun Kaiser is not their dude, there are going to be teams who are interested in him. Cutting him is giving him away for free. Can the Packers afford 
to just keep three or at least threaten to keep three and, and make a team that is interested uh, make a deal for him. They were able to deal Brett Hundley for picks. Could they deal Deshaun Kaiser, someone who is much more well thought of coming out of college than Brett Hundley and is still only 23? Maybe. Maybe. And maybe that's the best option. One of the other players who really put his stamp on this game was Trevor Davis. And this is someone who was an OTA's standout, was having a great camp before the injury, and then comes out five catches, 78 yards, and a gorgeous touchdown. Uh, He's got a couple really nice touchdowns in his repertoire, regular season and preseason, over the course of his career. He just has to stay on the field. You know, 15.6 yards a catch, led the game in receiving, also had a really nice end around where he picked up 18 yards, had a nice little return for 17 yards on a punt. So, look, Trevor Davis should make this team. With EQ headed to IR, likely, uh, they can keep Trevor Davis, and they can keep Darius Shepard, and they can keep them both. And he can be your returner, and and he is, as as has been said, a terrific fit for this offense. He is forcing his way on to this team with a terrific preseason and training camp process. That is what you needed to see, and he delivered. Everything you needed to see, he delivered. We talked about it yesterday. Those fringe receivers, Darius Shepard and Trevor Davis, that was the battle. And Trevor Davis delivered. Darius Shepard didn't not. Three targets, three catches, 40 yards. There would have been another one in there, a beautiful over-the-shoulder catch that he made from Deshaun Kaiser. That one got called back. He would have been pretty close to the Trevor Davis uh, game lead for yards. Certainly would have been second if that play would have stood. I still like Darius Shepard's odds to make this team. And then the other player who is intriguing here is Shannon Sullivan. Had a terrific game. This is a guy who had to play real snaps for the Eagles last year on a playoff team late in the year. And has come in and made some plays in practice. And shown his athleticism and shown his ball skills. He can make plays on the football. Probably cannot make this team. But you go back to last year. The Packers with Brian Gutekunst traded Lindsey Pipkins, a guy that they probably were not going to play and didn't care that much about, for Antonio Morrison, who was a starting inside linebacker. Well, where do the Packers need some help now? Inside linebacker. Can they use someone like Shannon Sullivan as a piece to go get a, a linebacker that they feel better about than the guys that they have on the team. Now, I, I already laid out the case for Mason Foster, and I think you can do that without giving up Shannon Sullivan. Can you cut him and try and sneak him onto the practice squad? That would be ideal. Sign Foster and try and get Sullivan onto the practice squad because Foster is probably better than any guy you're going to be able to trade for in a, a Sullivan trade. So just try and try and have your cake and eat it too. That's what I would do. But Brian Gutekunst is to me. So we'll see how he tries to handle all of this. And, and you know, hopefully he's able to, to manage and, and juggle everything that he has to take care of as the Packers try and put together the best 53-man roster that they can. And I know this game was tough. And on a, on a Thursday night, all you want to do is get to Friday. You had a long day at work or maybe you had a tough day at school or maybe you were stuck at the office and you had to watch it online. You deserve to treat yourself 
to a meal and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Your sweatpants are on for the day and you're sick of microwave leftovers and frozen pizza. Enter DoorDash. Restaurant quality food with a living room dress code. Your parents don't pack your lunches anymore, but you still need to eat. Have your favorite restaurants brought to you with DoorDash. Brown paper bag not included. Crushing it at work? Laser focused on beating that boss level? That doesn't mean you shouldn't eat. DoorDash can help you get your next meal from your favorite restaurant in minutes. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city wherever you are and ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Not only is your favorite pizza joint already on DoorDash, but there are over 340,000 340,000 restaurants in over 3,300 cities, so you might find a new favorite too. With door-to-door delivery in all 50 states in Canada, Canada, come on, after what we just watched, you got to do better. You got to earn that Wendy's. Order from your local go-tos or choose for your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and the Cheesecake Factory. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code Locked On. Don't forget the promo code Locked On for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. Matt Williamson brings the scouts perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah, I just want to throw a couple nuggets out on Allen, and I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted, and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws, but his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, look, before we finish up here, I have to to get something off my chest here because what happened in this game is embarrassing. And I don't mean the Packers play on the field, although that was plenty embarrassing at times as well. To not have a playable field, we knew this game was coming. Everyone knew this game was coming, and yet they were not able to put a field out there that was NFL quality. They played this game, and we haven't even talked about it yet. We're, we're 25 minutes into the podcast, and we haven't even talked about it yet. They played the game on an 80-yard field because the field was a mess, an 80-yard field. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That is pathetic. If the NFL wants to grow the game, and I understand the impulse to want to grow the game, you had the Mexico debacle with the field there. Now you go to Canada and you have this debacle. You have to play in an 80-yard field. If this were a regular season game, you'd have to have just canceled it. 
And what I find particularly gross about what happened is both sides rested a ton of starters, the Packers, 30-plus players, 33 guys that did not suit up even. And so what they basically said to everyone else on the roster, the other you know, 60-odd guys, was we don't care about your health enough to call this game off. That's what they said. Whether they said it explicitly or not, that was the message that they sent to their team. And, and not just the Packers, the Raiders too. That is gross. The field was gross, and so was the way that these teams handled it. If it is not a good enough field for your starters to play, for your 30 best guys to play, it's not a good enough field for anyone on a professional football roster to play on. Cancel the game. Have a joint practice. Do something else because this is is unacceptable. Now, I, I, we need to direct our, our vitriol at the, the NFL for scheduling a game and then not maintaining close enough quality control to make sure that the field surface was acceptable. The, the, the teams came into town two days ago. And they didn't know the field was going to be like this? I mean, what, what is happening? How does this happen? I mean, you go to Chicago and the field sucks there. You go to Pittsburgh, the field sucks there. Even the teams in the actual NFL proper can't figure this out. And so we're going to go to Canada and expect that they're going to figure it out? I, why? This is stupid. It's stupid, and it's dangerous, and it's gross. So don't do it again. If you're going to go somewhere, make sure the field is in go-somewhere condition because it's not fair to the fans who paid way too much money to go to this game to not see Aaron Rodgers said on the sidelines he was going to play. He was going to play. The starters were going to play, but the field conditions were trash, so they didn't. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. And the NFL has to make sure that this kind of thing does not happen again. It just can't happen again. If you want to grow the game, you can't have Tim Boyle versus Mike Glennon because it could have been Derek Carr versus Aaron Rodgers. And that's what you need to grow the game. This was another example of the NFL just missing the mark, just not paying attention, asleep at the freaking wheel. And it's it's sad. It's pathetic. All right, we're going to be back next week. And our, our Monday episode is going to be our rookie orientation with Darius Shepard, who I think is one step closer to making this team. We're going to get the Kadar Holman rookie orientation next week as well. Jason Hershorn is also going to come on the podcast to talk about 53-man roster breakdowns and who's going to make this team and who isn't. Uh, our, our annual Matt LaFleur versus uh, Brian Gutekind show, although last year it was Mike McCarthy versus Brian Gutekind. I know you guys love that show, so uh, we, are, we are bringing it back. And that, that should be a lot of fun. A lot more fun than what we had to sit through on Thursday night for most of you. Uh, that was Thursday night, and it might still be Thursday night, depending on where you are. Uh, this, this is going to come out late, mm, not even late, early-ish, late. And it's going to be very, very, very early East Coast time, Friday morning, depending on where you are, somewhere in that like 1 o'clock hour, Friday East Coast time. 
midnight central. So anywhere else west of you know the, the East Coast time zone, it should still be Thursday wherever you are. So congrats to you for staying up late, and, and congrats to you for being in a time zone that is uh, better than the East Coast for watching sports. A lot still to be decided before we get to week one when the Packers will face off against the Bears in Chicago. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Make sure you are leaving reviews when you like the show. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. Let other people know why you like the show. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NBA team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.